Oh, you didn't know? It's the Coach K Football Show. We're back. Episode 6. We're excited. Having a lot of fun doing this. This week we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So again, make sure you go and tell a friend, tag a friend, like us, share us, give us a review, all of that stuff. We're on every single podcast platform. We will be here all season long. We're going to cover every single team give a give a preview of what we expect for this 2018 season and then once the season starts we're coming to you twice a week we're going to talk to you the week before give you our picks and then we're going to talk to you right after and give you the results of the that week as always you can email us feedback questions at coach k football show at gmail.com and now let's get into it guys As always, we have an answer to our trivia question. So if you want to know what the question is, you have to go back to our previous episode. At the very end, we asked the trivia question. So here comes a spoiler alert, guys. So the answer to last episode's trivia question is the Super Bowl Shuffle. All right, now let's have some fun, shall we? So we're looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 2017 and how they transitioned to the 2018 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, they were third in the NFC South last year and they're looking to improve. And let's talk about them a little bit. They're under head coach Dirk Cutter. Last year, they had no run game at all. Doug Martin was suspended for the first few games and they couldn't get the ball going. I think they had Jacquez Rogers did a little bit, but then you, you got a little bit of hope when Martin came back and he actually had a good game. But then after that, he didn't do much of anything at all. He only had just about 400 yards for the entire season. The leading rusher was actually Peyton Barber. Uh, he ended up having 423 yards and three touchdowns for the season. They had no run game at all. It was, it was terrible. Uh, this team, I mean, because they had no run game, they threw it a lot. You know, I don't know if it was because, okay, they were trailing and they had to throw or they just couldn't get the ball moving, so they threw it. So they threw the ball a lot. And they ended up going 5-11 and 11 from that. So Mike Evans, you know, he's a really good receiver. He blocks great. Uh, he can make some big plays, get up in the air. Mike Evans is a beast. They threw it to him 135 times for the season in 16 games. Deshaun Jackson, 91 targets for the season. And Deshaun was supposed to be the guy that comes in and, and be the home run hitter. He actually did come in and made some plays. He had about 10 10 plays where he caught the ball and went over 20 yards, which is our big play uh, plays. And that's what you try to do to win. You need those big play plays, those big yardage plays. Adam Humphreys was a quiet guy. Nobody really knows much about him, but he had 83 targets. And then Cameron Brake, their tight end, they love throwing it to Cameron Brake. They love throwing it to their tight ends. He had 77 targets. So this team threw the ball a lot with both. Ryan Fitzpatrick and with Jameis Winston in there because Jameis was out for a bit and Ryan stepped in. Um, they only they only had, you know, a few rush yards for the season. Like I said, they ranked 27th overall in rushing. OK, 27th overall. So there are five teams worse than them in the league running, running the ball. Passing, they ranked fourth. Like I said before, they love to throw the ball. They ranked ninth overall in yards and 18th in points scored. This team's weakness is very obvious. They need a running back. They need to be able to run the football. Defensively, they only had 22 sacks. 
Let's talk about their defense. Let's give me let me give you some numbers here. They ranked 32nd in the league, so they were dead last on defense in total yardage. They were dead last on defense in passing. They couldn't stop anybody. This is one of those teams, okay, you were facing Tampa Bay. Whoever's quarterback's in there, get them in there against Tampa Bay because they're going to light them up. That's how bad they were. Rushing the ball, they were 23rd. Point scored against, they were ranked 23rd. So this defense was atrocious, absolutely atrocious last year. And you got to remember, Tampa Bay was built on defense. When they had Tony Dungy, you were, they were known for their defense. They weren't known for their offense. So when they got... They got rid of Lovey Smith and brought Dirk, and upgraded Dirk Cutter to head coach. It was a flip flop. Let's, let's let's fix our offense. Let's get our offense going. Because before that defense was so good, but their offense couldn't do anything. So they never were able to find that balance. This year, they're going to try to find that balance. So if, if you look at what I just said, you look at the holes, look at what they need to fix. Obviously, you're going to try to fix defense, the entire defense. You got to fix it all. And then obviously, you're going to try to get your run game going. And that would try to get you that balance. So let's look at what they lost. They lost Doug Martin. Okay, they didn't get it done. Doug Martin had a really, really good rookie year, but after that, he didn't do much of anything. Lost Robert Ayers Jr. as well on, on defense. Here's what they added. They added Jason Pierre-Paul, defensive end from the Giants. So they're looking to get some pressure on the quarterback, pick up some more sacks, add it to their arsenal. Because they did have Gerald McCoy out there on the front, and he, he got to the ball a few times. Uh, he's a really solid defensive lineman. Vinny Curry from the Eagles. They needed an edge rusher. And they also, this is a big one, added Brentson Buckner. No, Brentson didn't come out of retirement to play D-line, but they added him as a D-line coach. If you remember correctly, Brentson Buckner played on one of the dominant defensive lines in most recent history with Julius Peppers um, on the Super Bowl 38 NFC champion Carolina Panthers team when they played Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And that was the one in Houston, the infamous one with Janet Jackson and whatnot. Anyway, Brentson Buckner played on that D-line team. He always had a lot of energy, a lot of passion when he played. This guy can get you going. And he coached for the last five seasons for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I watched the All or Nothing series on Amazon, and Brinson Buckner was getting after it. This guy, he can fire you up and get that D-line moving. He's, he's a good coach. So that's where they're trying to fix. They're trying to fix that, that D-line because if you fix the front end, you're going to help the back end by default. So you're going to help those guys that's, that's back there. Your Brent Grimes and your Vernon Hargraves are going to get helped out just by you the, getting pressure to the quarterback, right? So they added that. They also added Vita Vea in the draft. Vita Vea is a defensive tackle from the uh, University of Washington. And he is being compared to Haloti Nada. Haloti Nada is a beast. He is an athletic freak. And this guy was like 300 pounds and played rugby. He was super fast. Vita Vea is similar to him, and he also used to play running back in high school, and I watched some of his film, and this guy can move. He was a big dude you don't want to tackle. He's, he's definitely somebody that's going to move that offensive line, get that pressure on the quarterback, and help out you know, Jason Pierre-Paul and his, his uh, teammates get to that quarterback. Like I said before, running the ball is a problem, and they need to fix it. So when you go from 27th and rushing, what else do you need to draft? Probably a running back, right? So they drafted Ronald Jones from USC. You know, Ronald Jones had the fifth most yards in USC history. I like the way Ronald runs the ball. He's a he's a bigger guy, um, but he he runs with his eyes. Uh, I like that. He's he's patient. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. I mean, he's going to be the guy they want to get in there and, and fill Doug Martin's shoes. 
but they still have Peyton Barber there, and you know they're going to try to get that production. We'll see what happens. Jacquez Rogers is there as well, so they can use Rogers and have him come in and catch some balls out of the backfield a little bit. We'll see. I mean, I don't know if Ronald Jones is the answer, but it it might help. Like I said, we'll have to see. So from the way it sounds, it sounds like the Buccaneers are on their way. But here's the problem that I have with the Buccaneers right now. The Buccaneers lack leadership. They don't have a leader to lead them. I mean, you have to look at Jameis Winston at first and foremost. He's the quarterback of the team. He's supposed to be the leader of the team. And he continues to let his team down with incidents off the field. And this goes all the way back to um, when he was in college at Florida State. There was always something going on with him. There was always an investigation going on with him. And you felt sorry for the kid. But at some point, you got to make changes and, and not live up to, you know, the the life or the lifestyle that you were once in and got not live up to what the media says about you and, you know, all your history. You just got, can't live up to it. But he's gotten himself in trouble again. Violated the personal conduct policy. Everybody knows about him and his Uber driver situation. So he suspended for the first three games last season. You know, he got into a fight, started from the sideline, jawing with Marshawn Lattimore. And I believe he's pushed him in the, in the head by his helmet. You know, he's the quarterback. You're off the field, not even on the field. And you go on the field and mess with another defensive player, which calls a fight with Mike Evans. And there was a big altercation. Um, he's he's this is not the first time he's been in one. He's been in altercations with the Jaguars and others. And Jameis just needs to realize his position. Okay, he's supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to let this take this team to that next level. And it's got to start with your mindset. It doesn't matter how many yards you throw. It doesn't how many, matter how many touchdowns you throw. If you're not a leader, if you're going to be a cancer on this team, and you're going to send them in the wrong direction, have them focused on the wrong thing, you're not going to win games. So it, it starts there. It's, it's going to start with Jameis Winston and his attitude, his mindset. How is he going to mentally uh, affect this team? It doesn't matter who they bring in. So he is going to be the guy that is going to have to change his team. He's going to have to change his attitude um, towards you know his lifestyle. He can't do whatever he wants to do and, and get away with it. You just got to get out there. You got to play football. You got to be the best you can be. And you got to get out there and play. So he's the guy that's going to have to correct some mistakes in order to get his team to the next level. So let's talk some fantasy football. Who are my fantasy players to watch this season? Yay! My fantasy players to watch this season are obviously Mike Evans. He's a first rounder for sure. He's going to get his targets. Like I said before, he had 135 targets and he is a big guy. He's a tall guy. He's going to go across the middle. He can get up there and just grab it. It doesn't matter if there's two guys on him or three guys in a crowd. He has a high chance of coming down with the football and making some big plays. So Mike Evans is a first-round draft pick for me. Cameron Brait is someone who could be sneaky. If all your tight ends are gone, if your Travis Kelsey's, your, your Ron Gronkowski's, your Zach Ertz, all those guys are gone, Cameron Brait is somebody you want to look at. So make sure you get that guy in your top five on, for your tight ends. Make sure he gets up there. He's a sneaky one. They love throwing it to the tight end. He had six touchdowns last season in the red zone. So if you can get Cameron Brake and, and the other guys are gone, that's a, a great pickup. Deshaun Jackson is an interesting one. I would play him in more of a flex position. He wouldn't be my first or second wide receiver pick, but he does have the ability to get that home run. It's just not going to be every week. He's not going to get it done every week. He'll probably get one every other week or every every two weeks. He will make a big one and, and get you a lot of points. Um, but not he's not an every week player. 
they, they like to throw it to the tight ends a lot. They like to throw the short yardage, but Deshaun Jackson can make some big plays, and it's almost too scary not to have him. So I'd rather have him than not have him. All right, guys. So that is the preview for right now. We will come back after our next commercial break, and I will get into the schedule, and we'll go week by week with my picks for your 2018 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, you want to play in college? It's not just about how good you are. College coaches are not reading your local newspaper or going to discover you on your local news. The college recruiting process is very time-consuming and stressful for both the parents and the student-athlete. Most people don't even know where to begin. That's where we come in. At Recruit University, we promote you directly to college coaches to make sure that you get noticed. We give you personal attention and mentor each student-athlete through our personal development program to ensure their success in college. We help student-athletes at all levels, Division I, Division II, Division III, NAIA, JUCO, postgraduate. If you wait until your senior year before you get started, you decrease your chances of making a roster, but we can still help. The recruiting process starts day one of your freshman year. It's never too early to start, but it's always too late to wait. Go to www.recruituniversity.org and send us your film for a free evaluation. Welcome back to the Coach K Football Show. Make sure that you tag a friend. Make sure you add us to your favorites. Make sure you subscribe to us because we're going to be here. We're going to talk about every single team. We're going to be here twice a week once the season starts. And you want to make sure you get all this information so that way you can win your football pools. That way you can win your fantasy leagues. We're going to give you all of that information. So each and every single week we'll be here. All right, let's get into the schedule. Week number one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers go on the road to face the New Orleans Saints. There's something about Drew Brees and the Saints when they play at home in that Superdome. And I'm going to say that week one, Tampa Bay is going to start off with a loss. Week number two against the Philadelphia Eagles at home. You know, they got a great defensive line already. They give you a, a lot of pressure. Offensively, Carson Wentz is a really good quarterback. That system, uh, that's going to be a loss there for Tampa Bay. Week number three, they're going to stay against the Philly team or the Pennsylvania teams and face the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got Le'Veon Bell at running back. You got Antonio Brown at receiver. And you got Big Ben. The three B's is what they call them. And the three B's is going to be way too much for Tampa Bay. That's going to be another loss there. And week number four, like I talked about last episode, I talked about the Chicago Bears. And they're going to improve a little bit. And I think Tampa Bay is going to you know, decrease some. And it's going to be a close one, be a tough matchup. But I think that Chicago will win that one uh, with Tampa Bay going on the road. So that will be 0-4 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to start. Week 5, they get to go to the bye week and see if they can fix what's been going on. See if they can fix what's wrong. You know, Jameis Winston is back. And week 6, they're going to go on the road against Atlanta. Atlanta's a tough team. It's a division game. So it could go either way, no matter what the records are. But Atlanta's a very tough team. They're a very consistent team. Their defense is really good. Offense is very good. Tampa Bay is just not on that level yet. So that's going to be another loss there. Week seven, they get to go home 
against Cleveland Browns, and they'll pick up their first win of the season in week number seven. Week number eight, they stay against an Ohio team, the Cincinnati Bengals, and they get another win there. Week number nine, they go on the road against Carolina, you know, a division rival. It's away against Cam Newton and those guys. That's going to be a loss there. Week 10, they face the Washington Redskins. Now, Washington has taken a step or two backwards, so I think Tampa Bay can take them. That'll be another win there. Week number 11, they get to go against the New York Giants. New York is going to be back this year. They're going to be a tough team to face. Uh, I predicted them to be a contender in the playoffs, and that's going to be a loss there for for the Buccaneers. Week number 12 against the San Francisco 49ers, who's also going to be a good team. But they're going to be traveling all the way across the country to Tampa Bay. And there's something about that when they go from one end, uh, one time zone, the Pacific time zone, all the way to the, to the eastern. It's, there's this jet lag there. So San Francisco is going to lose that one. And so that's a win for Tampa Bay. Week number 13, they're going to be home against Carolina. This time against their division rival at home, they're going to have the advantage. That's going to be a win there. Week 14, like I said before, New Orleans does not play well on the road. So Tampa Bay can take them. If they they find their their shot, they find their chance, they can take that game. So that will be a win right there. Week number 15, they go on the road against Baltimore in the cold. Baltimore is a good team at home. It's going to be cold. And Tampa Bay is not that great of a team on the road. So that will be a loss there for Baltimore. For, I'm sorry, not Baltimore, but for Tampa Bay. Week 16 against Dallas. Now, we saw that when Zeke is playing, Dallas is a hard to beat. So that makes, when Zeke plays, Dak Prescott also plays better. They also went and improved their defense some. And they're going to be, Dallas is going to be at home. Tampa Bay is going to lose this one. Week 17, at home against Atlanta. I told you before about these division games. You can flip a coin. Doesn't matter what rec- their record is. But Atlanta is such a good team this season. I expect a lot of great things out of them, and that will be a loss there. So even though Tampa Bay improved defensively and offensively, even though they're going to be much a much better team than they were last year, you know their stats are going to be a lot better. Their record is only going to be 6-10. I'm sorry, guys. I see the improvement. But as far as their schedule, they have a very tough schedule facing this NFC East facing their own division, which is a very tough division, it's going to be a very, very difficult season to win. But they will improve. So there's promise. So this will be something to build on. All right. So that's your schedule. And listen, we'll be back next with my trivia question. These two Tampa Bay Buccaneers running backs were nicknamed Thunder and Lightning. Name the two running backs. Make sure you send that in to CoachKFootballShow at gmail.com. <laughs>